0: This week on episode 311 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we'll be discussing Cloak & Dagger, season 2, episode 7, Viking Town Sound, season 2, episode 8, Two Player, the Marvel Weekly News, and your feedback.
1: I'm Stephen John Drew from Better Podcasting, a podcast about podcasting part of the going Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find fantastic geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com.
0: You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a S.H.I.E.L.D. debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director.
1: Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Director S.P. And I'm Agent Haley. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. The show is recorded on Sunday, December 8th, 2019, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast worldwide via www.geeks.live. Come and join our live chat and talk with us as we record. Haley, happy National Pretend-to-be-a-Time-Traveler Day.
0: Why pretend to be a time traveler when you could be a time traveler?
1: I knew you were going to say that. That's exactly the sort of thing that I thought was going to come from you. Did you know that this day has been going on since 2007?
0: Or since forever, depending on what your views on time travel are.
1: That's right. So the date had some interesting things associated with it. Television, books, movies, television shows like uh, Quantum Leap. Would you consider Quantum Leap a time travel show?
0: I mean, yeah, the guy travels in time. Yeah,
1: he takes the place of somebody that is in history. So I didn't know if it was more of a body swap or a time travel.
0: Well, it is. It's just the mechanism for time travel is a body swap.
1: Okay. Fringe is in there, as is Continuum, and of course, Doctor Who. Do you know anything about Doctor Who, Haley? Never heard of it. Okay. There's a lot of books, too, and A Wrinkle in Time is one. I know you're a fan of A Wrinkle in Time. Yes, I am. And The Time Traveler's Wife, which was big a few years ago. Haven't read it. You have not read it? Nope. You've seen the movie, though? Nope. Okay. I think you should. It is actually a good movie. And of course, movies like Groundhog Day, Back to the Future, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and Edge of Tomorrow. What's your favorite?
0: What about Avengers Endgame?
1: I would think that would have to be one as well, right? Yep. All right.
0: Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, though, I think is my favorite time travel thing ever.
1: When is the next one coming out? Because they are making a third.
0: Yes, they're making it right now. I don't know when it's supposed to come out, though, because they've been talking about making it for such a long time, and then they eventually started making it.
1: And of course, another TV show that is big into time travel is called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Never heard of it. (laughs) Well, you should, because we are a fan-based podcast on the ABC television show Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the multiple marvel small screen series like cloak and dagger which we will be discussing today and the marvel cinematic and comic book universes in general
0: because of side scrollers with death on the line
1: if you'd like to talk to us about actual live video games you can check out our website at legendsofshield.com
0: you can leave us a voicemail about your side scrolling death escapades at 844 the bus one that's 844 843
1: You can talk to the ladies about your side-scrolling at the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast on Facebook.
0: You can hit us up on Twitter, at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D.
1: You can leave a comment on our YouTube video at youtube.com slash geek.
0: And you can tell your Amazon device to enable the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. skill.
1: And if you want to join in a larger discussion about side-scrolling, you can... Catch us on our Discord server chat at gunnageek.com slash Discord.
0: And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the gunnageek.com network.
1: And it is just Haley and I tonight. We have two agents which requested the night off, Agent Michelle and Agent Lauren. They should be back next week, I think. And um, we might do a trade-off because Haley has told me she doesn't like me anymore. (laughs) That's not new. But she won't be here next week, so we'll see who is in the studio for next week. In the meantime, let's get into the main event. Let's talk a little bit about Cloak & Dagger. Cloak & Dagger, Viking Town Sound, aired on Freeform on May 9th, 2019. Haley, who wrote and directed this episode?
0: It was written and directed by Joe Pekaski, the showrunner. He has eight writing credits starting in 2006, including eight episodes of Heroes, two of Daredevil, 16 of Underground, and seven of Cloak and Dagger. And this is his one and only directing credit.
1: He is, however, the showrunner for this yes. show. Yeah. And then the next episode, two-player... Aired on Freeform on May 16th, 2019. Once again, we are still within the year of air. It just amazes me on this one. And it was directed by Jessica Borziski, who has five directing credits starting in 2016, including one episode of House of Lies, one episode of Unreal, one episode of Lucifer. Did you ever watch Lucifer? I have not. No. Okay. This episode of Cloak and Dagger and one episode of What If? The episode two player was written by a team of Kate Rorick, who has six writing credits starting in 2007, which include four episodes of Law & Order Criminal Intent, four episodes of Welcome to Sandition, three episodes of Emma Approved, 20 episodes of the Lizzie Bennett Diaries, seven episodes of The Librarians, and three episodes of Cloak & Dagger. I would think that some of these writing credits are for smaller writing roles and not the main writing credit. And it was also written by Joy Keckin, who has nine writing credits starting in 1999, two episodes of Homicide, Life on the Street, one episode of The Division, three episodes of The Wire, four episodes of Tales, two episodes of Cloak & Dagger, and one episode of Motherland, Fort Salem. And the show, Cloak & Dagger, were based on the Marvel comics by the same name by Bill Mantlo and Ed Hannigan. Hey Haley, you are the pro at this. We talk about the themes of the episodes by talking about the title. So let's start with the first one, Viking Town Sound.
0: Right. So we get a little bit of the explanation in the show. The design of the building is based on how Viking fortresses were built. There's one way in, there's one way out. And then two player, they are playing a two player game.
1: Okay, pretty straightforward there. Also, Viking Town Sound is Going back to the record store as well. Yes. Where you have Andre or despair, which is really working on his powers and trying to ascend to a God. And we'll talk about that later. But poor Auntie Chantel, that is she seemed to know what she was doing. And this was just a logical step forward in her life. But honestly, I'm just. Ugh. Viking Town Sound was the toughest episode I have gotten through since we've done Jessica Jones.
0: Right. So this aired on Freeform, which used to be ABC Family. That's right. That's what really surprised me. Like watching the last. So I watched the four episodes from last week and this week all this weekend. And just the storyline that they're doing in this season. That's it's shocking to me that this was on Freeform.
1: I wonder if that was a consideration in shutting it down, among other considerations that Kevin Feige had.
0: I have to think that if everything that was happening with Disney Plus wasn't happening, they might have moved this show to Hulu.
1: I would think they would if they kept up these sort of, for lack of a better term, I'll call it adult theme. If they kept up these adult themes with the show, they would have had to have moved it somewhere else because this is not family friendly.
0: Mm -mm. I mean, this is dark, dark stuff.
1: Like I said, Jessica Jones, or we've also done Legion, which is a mind frack as well. And those are on channels that are accessible by kids. I mean, a kid could get on Netflix and watch Jessica Jones. A kid could get on FX and watch Legion. But right.
0: But if you're a parent that's really concerned about what your kid is watching, you would have, you know, maybe channel locks on some of your channels, or, you know, you've got your password protection and your parent mode set up on Netflix. This is one of the stations, though, that you would be allowing your kid to watch. It's, it's a kid's channel, mostly. And for this to be on there, that's what's surprising.
1: Now, to be clear, there wasn't any explicit sexual content that was shown on screen. There was no actual physical abuse, but there was mental manipulation and drug use.
0: And also, it got very close. Like, I, as I was watching the episode, I didn't know where they were going to stop with Tandy's storyline. Like... Was it going to be stopped or was this actually going to happen in this episode? Were we going to have one of our heroes be sexually assaulted?
1: There was a transference of money left on the bedstand, And yeah, I would agree. It got really close. And I didn't know, like you said, how long this was going to happen because we are talking about episodes seven and eight. So there (laughs) were. Three other episodes in Viking Town Sound. There were three other episodes left in the season. I didn't know if we were going to get out of it in this episode or not. I was extremely uncomfortable watching this episode.
0: I thought she would get out of there in this episode, but I didn't know what would happen to her before that happened.
1: I was thinking if I was watching this live on Freeform, I might have turned it off and never come back to the show.
0: I don't think I would have. I think there's a better chance that I would have quit watching in the first season.
1: That's fair. This happened in the episode, and we've been talking about it all along, up to date, and Tandy and her views on victims and their ability just to get out of the situation. She was not able to get out of the situation, although she did try to escape. It wasn't as easy as her just walking away.
0: No. but Well, like they said, one way out, one way in. They're watching that one way out. So one of the guards grabs her and brings her back in, and then there's a punishment. For her escape attempt, and it debilitates her. She's not able to make a second attempt after that. If she still had her powers at that point, maybe. But, you know, she had her incident in the ambulance,
1: so she doesn't have her abilities at this point. I think she might have been able to escape had Del not ratted on her.
0: Maybe. I can't believe, though, that they're not watching the one exit. Like, I think they might have caught her anyways if she hadn't said anything. It's just they want to know who's going to say something and who isn't.
1: That could have been. I took it from the way that they shot it, though, that she would have gotten away had Dell not intervened. Maybe. I could definitely see the way that you described it as well, where there you have a primary lookout and a secondary lookout, and secondary lookout was going to nab her anyway but she experiences that victim for lack of a better term again i will call it victim mentality where she is just not able to do anything like the sexual event was about to start and she was just sitting there she wasn't fighting she wasn't doing anything they
0: told you like she they drugged her right before that happened she wasn't able to move it's not it has nothing to do with her mentality at that point like it's a physical response to the drugs that she was given
1: She did say her head wasn't on straight.
0: Well, yeah, because she's pumped full of drugs. They had the whole baby bird thing where, you know, they forced her to take whatever those drugs were.
1: But in the end, she was able to get out of it because, and I want your take on this as well. To me, it seemed like the moment Dell said she had hope after she had been arguing with Leah that Leah had lied to her. That's when Tandy started being able to revive her powers.
0: Right. Well, it's because her power is based on hope. So she my understanding of it was that she was able to use Del's hope and that's what let her get her powers back. She was kind of feeding on it in some way.
1: That's what I took it to mean. And then she was able to do all the things except for the big explosion. She didn't do that, but she did all the things. She did the knife throwing. She did the knife cutting and she did the stabby thing that she
0: Mm -hmm.
1: she does. In that episode, you also had Tyrone meeting Andre, or a.k.a. Despair. So Tyrone starts to get a little mind frack as well. Yes. And this is where I'm very fuzzy, because I think it's because of that, even though Mayhem is getting in there and and starts to destroy records in the record store in the land of Lao, even though that is happening, he is still being mind fracked enough so he is in that trade space between living and not living
0: mm-hmm. i wasn't entirely clear on what caused ty's condition because we what we saw immediately before that was mayhem smashing all the records and stuff but it doesn't seem like that would have caused it and i didn't really see anything that despair did that would have caused that response.
1: Well, we did see that he was, Tyrone, was on the bus and that Mayhem started playing one of Tandy's records with all the ballerinas. So he went through that and then all the ambulances. I wasn't sure if this was Mayhem trying to get a signal out or if this was Mayhem doing research. The whole thing was... So
0: Despair had done, what he had done was drive the wedge between Tandy and Tyrone. And it was to make sure that Tyrone didn't go looking for her. And then Mayhem changed the record to kind of reestablish that connection between them so that Tyrone would go to look for her and help her and would be able to figure out how to do it.
1: And then Auntie Chantel, she has a large part in this as well, where despair is trying to ask her questions. And he says he's sent to her by Tyrone. Of course, I think he just lifted that from Tyrone's mind and he was searching Mm -hmm. for answers and Chantelle ends up in the record store. I thought she would have more powers to be able to get out, but she actually just rolls with it and then ends up dying.
0: Yeah, well, also um Papa Legba, I believe, is, you know, her husband in this. I can't believe there was no response from him to what Andre was trying to do.
1: And Chantelle was taken through her favorite memory and then despair turned it into Something that she couldn't live any further. No, it no, was- no. So
0: he, that was his kindness. That was his mercy, was letting her listen to her favorite memory while oh. he killed her. So th- he had two records going. There was the record that she was listening to, her favorite memory, and there was the record he had that was her heartbeat and he stopped it.
1: Gotcha. Wow. That was deep. And I don't know if I'm a younger viewer if I'm able to catch that or not i obviously didn't you had to tell me what was going on
0: it's very small print i'm sure you couldn't read it (laughs) you just you just had to make sure you were watching so i know a problem that i have sometimes is like i'm playing a game on my phone while i'm watching tv and i will sometimes not be looking at the screen when something important happens but i happen to be looking at the screen when that happened but i think they only showed it once that it was two separate records
1: my entire attention was on that one particular The the whole episode. I did not divert my attention from it at all. I probably should have. I I was taking notes, but I was still concentrating on the episode, and I did not pick that up. I did pick up on the fact that they were spinning two records, and I didn't know why your explanation makes complete sense to me now, though.
0: Yeah. It seems like she needed it to happen, though, because Mayhem was there and was going to come in and try to kill him I think. And she didn't want that to happen. So it seemed like, you know, she knew that this needed to play out in a certain
1: way. Why did Chantel not want Mayhem to come out? Because he would have killed her too at that point?
0: Maybe or maybe, you know, she needed her niece to have this catalyst of a moment to push her along her path.
1: Yeah, cuz she's going to leave, become a doctor, go to college, become a doctor and Chantel just laughs at her. No, that was just you being selfish. I would think that would not entirely be selfish because doctors help a lot of people.
0: Right. But a lot of people can be doctors and not a lot of people can do what she could do as a mamba.
1: She's now a mom. What does that mean? What is that her being a mamba mean? Does that mean that she can't be with Ty because she's married to I don't know who?
0: Well, I think to Death, who, oh, I don't remember his name. It started with an S. Baron Zombie, I think.
1: Yeah, I don't remember his name either, and I didn't write it down. Or maybe I did, and maybe it's in my notes. But yeah, so she's married to that? Really?
0: Yeah, well, I guess it kind of depends on what the definition of marriage is between them. And maybe it's not an exclusive relationship. Maybe it depends on the Loa.
1: Samedi. S-A-M-E-D-I. And it seems like she has something terrible to discuss with Ty when everything gets over. And we don't see that at the end of this episode. We don't see that discussion.
0: Right. Well, I don't know. I don't know that it's necessarily that she's married. That's the reason. But it's that she's committed to this life and the path that she's going to be on. And it might not make her open having time for a relationship, but it's just hard to know.
1: Since we started talking about despair, let's keep on despair into the two player and let's go to him leaving with Leah and they hijack an SUV and he's having this headache and he needs relief. And the only one present is Leah. And he takes from her. Matter of fact, he takes so much from her. He kills her. Mm hmm. I guess this is the end game from him because he wants to ascend to be a God.
0: Right. Well, he's just extremely selfish. We saw that like when Chantel was explaining to him what would happen, he was like, Oh, so I won't have my migraines anymore. And she's like, among other things. And he just keeps coming back to that. Like, Oh, I won't have these migraines anymore. I won't feel pain anymore. So he's completely focused on benefiting himself and not necessarily thinking through what the consequences are going to be, how other people are affected. Or even what the consequences for himself will be. Which I think there will be. I've kind of got my thoughts as like the end of Aladdin where Jafar wishes to be a genie. Not realizing all the other things that come along with that.
1: Good reference. And he does figure it out. And I don't know if it's because he's taken so much from Leah. But he does figure out that it's music. It's notes. And he is a trumpet Mm -hmm. player. So I definitely is going to be playing the trumpet I guess to ascend here.
0: I mean so he just figured out that that symbol was important you know, when he was with Chantel. And then after that, he had the migraines that were so severe that he couldn't think clearly. And so once he was able to think clearly again, once his migraine was dealt with, then he was able to figure out, Oh, this is music.
1: And in two player, you also had this incredible storyline of Ty's mom, Adina, and she goes to the priest. And before that, in the Viking town sound, she is, interrogating, I guess, trying to decide what she's going to do with Connors. That whole storyline, that was, wow, I did not expect that from her.
0: Again, very dark for a show that's on freeform. But yeah, you know, she spent the whole time deciding what's more important for her to get justice for her son who was murdered or to get justice for her son who is still alive and, you know, let this guy do what it takes to set the record straight about what happened. So
1: it, well, in the end, she decides on something that she thinks is going to do both, but mm-hmm. she can't do it herself. So she enlists the help yeah. of Father Degado, who is not wearing the collar anymore. I don't know, in the eyes of the law, if confessing still keeps that confidentiality or not, if you have rescinded your priesthood.
0: I think it's kind of one of those things where. It's most well known with Catholic priests because it's just such a structured thing, but it's it's really any spiritual advisor. If you tell somebody in confidence as a spiritual advisor something, then that's a confidence that the law typically does not want to violate unless it has a very, very good reason to.
1: And I don't know the individual law statutes in Louisiana, but I, murder might be one of the ones that you can break that for. I don't know. Anyway, Father Degado has had to deal with this, both with Adina and mayhem. That's a lot to put on somebody who is in rehab. I took it that he was in a rehab house, too, by the way.
0: I think it was some sort of halfway house. Yes. But going back to, is his mom's name Adina? Is that what we said?
1: Yes. Her name is Adina Johnson.
0: Adina. So she kind of chose vengeance over securing Ty's future. It was more important to her to make sure she got vengeance for Billy than to make sure that Tyrone would be able to clear his name and cut him home because, yeah, spoiler alert, she shot Connors. So if the information she has doesn't pan out, she has nothing else to go to.
1: Yeah, if maybe the body has been moved, she wouldn't know who moved it. Neither would Connors either at that point, I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Or if Degado doesn't take that information to the police because he seemed hesitant to help her. She put a lot of eggs in the basket of that folder of information she has.
1: She tells Connor to go to the bathroom and to use this switch by the sink because the one by the wall was shorted out or something like that. It's covered
0: in plastic.
1: Right. You don't realize why. Because if you're standing at the door and you flip the switch, you wouldn't go in the room. But the moment he turns on the light when he's in the room and he turns around and it is covered Head to toe, floor to ceiling, in plastic. You're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is about to happen.
0: She didn't hesitate for a second.
1: And it's the same gun that she's had all along. So, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know how this is going to play out. We've got two episodes left, by the way. Uh, there is a crossover, but I think the crossover is only going to be with Ty and Tandy. We've got mm. two episodes left to wrap up all these stories and with all these main characters.
0: Also, I don't think they knew that they were getting canceled when they were finishing up this season. So I would imagine there's going to be some major dangling plot threads. I wouldn't be surprised if the murder of Connors is one of them. If that was supposed to be like a season three storyline was the fallout from the death of Connors and potentially Adina having to go to jail or facing the wrath of Connors uncle or whatever.
1: And just to clarify to our listener, Haley, you have not seen the last two episodes, right? No, I have not. I have not either. Michelle has, I don't know if Lauren has.
0: Michelle would be biting her lips so hard right now.
1: I know. She doesn't want to spoil anything. And we had some major spoilers in here. She told us to look at Evita. And of course, Evita is now Mambo. She also did not say anything about Ty's mom, Adina. So, wow. Of course, the actress that plays Adina goes back to ER. and Yeah. All right. <sighs> Another thing coming out from these episodes is you actually get the combination again with Mayhem and Bridget. And I think that was done pretty well in here.
0: Yes, I like that a lot. Bridget realizing that she needs what Mayhem has in order to deal with the thing she's going to have to deal with once they get out of there.
1: And (laughs) it was really funny because they were giving... A mutual manicure, so it's kind of like giving yourself a manicure, except for if you have a body double that's or a clone or whatever, right? And it was kind of funny. Mayhem first did some sort of a scrape against Bridget's mm-hmm. finger, you know, hurting her a little bit, and then Bridget turns around and does the same thing back to Mayhem. I'm like, ooh, that's a little out of character for Bridget.
0: Well, yeah, especially this season since she hasn't had the aggression that comes from her Mayhem half, she hasn't been able to do something like that, but she was in there.
1: It was very symbolic, though, when she gave the green nail polish to Mayhem to paint her nails green. That was poison.
0: Her brand is strong.
1: Okay, we can go there. I was just saying that her nails were green and then she said she was giving up the driver's seat. And that was her symbolic gesture.
0: Mayhem had said the name of that color was poison. Oh, earlier in the manicure.
1: All right. So nails covered with poison.
0: I have to say, I really like what they've done this season a lot more than last season. Like, I like that they've gone the route with all the voodoo. I think it gives the show its own thing a lot more than when they were just facing down a corporation in the first season. I think it makes it a lot more unique and gives it its own voice and tone in a way that it didn't have in the first season.
1: It's been very complex. We still have despair. We still have the senator, the state senator. I have no idea if they're linked together or not. I don't think they are. I think they're two separate entities. So we have a couple of things to go on here. And then you have Evita in her new status. You have father Delgado having to come out and basically give the file to the authorities. But I don't know what that's going to do with the state senator still involved. So there's a lot of things that could go wrong here. Yep. The last thing that we want to talk about in this episode is, well, thanks to Haley's intro into the episode here was the video game
0: that was so cool i want that video like i want like a phone app of that video game that was really cool and it tells you what ty wants like he's sick of all these shades of gray consequences for trying to do the right thing like here here are the bad guys all we have to do is just beat them up and that's how we beat the game because we saw at the beginning of the season both of them trying to do things trying to do good Ty was trying to take down all these drug deals and drug gangs. Tandy was trying to save these girls. And there were just consequences. You know, the one girl went back to the abusive boyfriend and gave him more of a chance because of what Tandy did to try to drive him away. Because of what Ty was doing with the drug gangs, he caused a gang war. And, you know, they're trying to do good and they just they can't do it with the means they have available to them alone.
1: There was a lot of action, too. You had an ambulance that was driven into the hotel. You had fights going on in the video Mm -hmm. game. You had fights going on in the hotel. They didn't shrink on the action. It wasn't like a continuous fight. It wasn't like a daredevil fight, but it was still pretty good action. I think the actors here that played Tandy and Tyrone are doing a pretty good job for being as young as they are.
0: We also saw that Tandy is very much traumatized by her experience that she had in the Viking Town sound episode. We mentioned, you know, it didn't go as far as we thought it might, but still, it was a traumatic experience for her. She still wasn't able to finish that game with Ty because of that experience.
1: And I don't think it would have meant anything either other than maybe getting Ty out without any. Well, there were still going to have to be a sacrifice. So maybe it was.
0: Somebody had said if she got him to quit playing the game, they could both go.
1: Oh, so she she did by just leaving at that point. Got it. At the end, Tandy ends up at home and her mom's nowhere to be seen and has reverted to her drug and alcohol use. I got the inference that despair had come there and had done something to her, basically killed her. But that's an off-screen death. Either we're going to get that again in some scenes some flashback scenes next episode or we're gonna see despair and her
0: i i don't know if he had anything to do with it it might have been the things that tandy said before the argument they had before and she'd said you know she went to a bar she had a few drinks with a friend she met a doctor so that you know that alcohol is a gateway for a lot of people So she gets in the habit of drinking again. She meets somebody who can get her drugs and she's on that path again, especially after the big fight she had with her daughter.
1: That's a benefit of watching the four episodes here because I didn't remember that I was taking the inference from Tyrone coming to comfort her and saying we're going to get despair. So I thought it had something to do with despair, but you're absolutely right. It probably had something to do with her slippage anyway.
0: Yeah, I just, I think they wouldn't, First of all, I don't think she would be an off screen death, and I'm not sure that they would use despair to kill her like that just because the the relationship between Tandy and her mother has been such a big part of the show up to this point that I think they probably want to keep that going. It's a good source of tension.
1: So a couple of great episodes, very difficult one to get through with Viking Town Sound. I don't think if I was ever going to rewatch this, I would just skip that episode in the future. But it was a. Good episode, good story, uh, misplaced as we possibly misplaced, as we talked about earlier. But I'm looking forward to the penultimate and the final episode next week. So you got anything else left to talk about these two episodes, Haley?
0: I don't think so. I'm looking forward to seeing the resolution we get next week and how much is resolved and how much is left hanging.
1: Yeah, because you're right. It was canceled after the season was done. So you don't know what is left for us to talk about in the future or not speculate who knows next week. I will be talking about cloak and dagger season two, episode nine blue note and season two, episode 10 level up. Haley will not because she will not be here, but (coughs) what and watch you're going to be here next week.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Like I said, maybe.
1: (laughs) And we will talk about that and that will end our cloak and dagger. And that will be a couple of days actually after runways season three comes out. So we'll be, Jumping in to talk about the runways after that, we're going to take at least a week, if not two weeks off for the holidays. But we will be back next year talking about runaways season three after that. Should we talk about some news, Haley? Yeah, just a little bit. There was one news story this week that we felt noted. Enough to talk about with just Haley and myself. And Haley, this was news to you when I brought it up. Well,
0: I'd heard about it once you started describing it. But okay. yes,
1: there was a story out that basically announced that Marvel was throwing a Stan Lee TV special on ABC on the 20th of December 2019.
0: Uh, Yeah, which is a date to be noted because that's also when we get Star Wars.
1: Star Wars Episode nine. Mm hmm. A lot of people will be out watching that.
0: Well, a lot of people will be watching it on Thursday.
1: That's true. And a lot of people will go back, watch it on Friday and Saturday, whatever. I've already talked to some people that have tickets for multiple days. I'm not going to do that because that's right around the time I'm going to be traveling for the holidays. I will see it multiple times. That is the time I am traveling for the
0: holidays. Yeah.
1: So I will see it multiple times. Might not be all at once. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the culmination of my entire sci-fi life basically coming later on this (laughs) month. But this was the announcement. It was from an article on tvweb.com and I'm just going to read it. So everybody's on the same page here. The late Stanley will be remembered in an upcoming television special celebrating Marvel Stanley, which will air on ABC later this month, featuring many stars of the Marvel universe and famous faces who are big fans of Lee. The goal of the special is to celebrate the life and legacy of the legendary comic book creator. Along with testimonials from other Marvel stars, the special will also feature never-before-seen interviews and archive footage of Lee from Marvel and ABC News archives. The program airs on Friday, December 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. I'll probably set the DVR to record this.
0: I'll probably watch it on Hulu later.
1: And I just want to say a special note to thanks for all the people on Discord that were talking about this because, yeah, this is Stan Lee. This is the man who Haley refused to believe could ever pass along. And, yeah, he's he's special for a lot of Marvel people.
0: He created a lot of things that we love. This podcast wouldn't exist if not for Stan Lee. So, uh, thanks to the man.
1: Also, I want to note, Haley, you know how much I love Hallmark holiday movies, right?
0: Yes, I do. We've made fun of you for it a time or two. Are you still going to make fun of me about it? Yes.
1: Okay. Always and forever. Because Elizabeth Henstridge, who plays Gemma Simmons on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., was on one this year, titled Christmas at the Plaza. So you're going to make fun of her, too? (laughs) No, just you. Okay. (laughs) She's getting paid. You have no excuse. Well, I'm (laughs) <laughs> Helping her get paid through readings. Okay.
0: Yeah, it's not that much of a surprise. A lot of people that do the TV shows in Vancouver end up on these Hallmark movies. So it's not surprising to see people from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on there. I bet she's not the first or the last person
1: to be No, on actually, uh, Brett Dalton was the first.
0: I was going to say, Brett Dalton looks like he should be in a Hallmark movie, too.
1: He was on the best one last year. I think I talked about it last year. It was uh, a really good one, and I would encourage anybody it It was kind of weird to watch Brett Dalton in just this happy, giddy sort of helping role the whole time scenes so, though you know, Hydra and everything, but yeah, he actually pulled it off. It was great, and Elizabeth Henstrich, her role, if you'd like her role in Agents of Shield, it's a very similar sort of personality on the Hallmark movie Christmas at the Plaza, so you'd probably like it Kay. all right, so with that. Hayley, we're just going to have to torture each other with manicures (laughs) and stick each other with the little boards on the way out of this. Okay. Thanks to our listeners for hanging in there with us as we discuss the culmination of Bookendagger And Runaways, really looking forward to this, actually. It's been fun and interesting this week, but it's been fun and look forward to next week in The Runaways Season 3. So thank you for downloading the show and thank you for watching us on YouTube.
0: Thank you to everyone that's been listening up to this point. Since next week, we will be wrapping up Cloak & Dagger and it is the final episode of the show. Maybe let us know what you thought about the show as a whole or what you think Season 3 might have been. Uh, That would be great things to hear from you since you're smarter than us to include in our feedback section.
1: Ooh, somebody smarter than you?
0: Well, I might not be here, but smarter than you
1: definitely. Oh, yeah, well, definitely, (laughs) Well, until next time, I'm Director SB. And I'm Agent Haley. We'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended.
1: You gonna watch Supergirl tonight?
0: I don't know if I'll... I'd Probably not tonight because I don't think there's any way for me to watch it live. Oh, okay. So I'll have to wait for it to show up on the app.
1: That's um, cool.
0: But I did finally get caught up on all the CW shows.
1: Uh, my condolences.
0: It's a mixed bag.
1: Mm-hmm. There's some rough stuff in there. Did you actually... You've watched everything to date or are you just caught up on stuff?
0: I've watched everything up what? to now, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm impressed.
0: Been caught up for the last couple of weeks. Batwoman very much seems like the first season of a CWDC show. Mm-hmm. So it'll get there.
1: It's not bad. It's just not great yet. It's not, yeah. But it's not bad. So no. it's got that going for it. It doesn't have the Supergirl or Black Lightning stuff to it. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2019.